Welcome to the Small Business Growth Podcast with me, your host, Maddie Giordano. We will talk all things business, branding, and social media marketing so you can turn your passion into success, whether that be a clothing store, a yoga studio, an online coaching business, or whatever lights that fire inside of you. Here, you will find tons of quality information so you can crush your goals, build your business, and make more moolah. Sound good? Let's jump on in. Hey, Jaylissa, thanks for coming today. Hey, I'm excited. Yes, I'm so excited to have you as well. Uh, this is Jaylissa. We're going to be talking all things luxury branding today. So do you want to just start with kind of telling us who you are, where you got to where you, where you are and what you do? Yeah, I was actually, I started as a yoga teacher and because of the pandemic, I had pivoted to business because I really just wanted to help people build a business and, um, and then ended up doing that luxury branding because I saw the value of just promoting yourself as a higher end coach. Cause I work with coaches and allowing them to connect with their higher self and also seeing the value of their work and not just, um, just bringing more of their confidence into themselves. So luxury branding, it's like, my goal is to redefine luxury branding and what it actually means now versus what it was before. Ooh, I love that. And can you kind of define what luxury branding is for people that might not know what that might be? Yeah. So like before it's all about the status and the extravagance and the, and like, there's like a different meaning versus now people are becoming more aware and more conscious. So instead of like extravagance, people are going for elegance and simplicity. And instead of like tangible things, now it's thinking more about intangible. So like experiences and instead of like thinking about the cost, it's like thinking about the value. What are you buying into? Are you buying into the bigger purpose? There's meaning, there's value into it. And um, is it sustainable? You know, is it accessible? Because yeah. before it's all about rarity. So now it's like, how accessible is it? How convenient is it? Because now people want things, they want things now. Like that is considered a luxury, it's a comfort. It's something that you're able to get. And instead of like exclusivity, it's more inclusivity and a more tailored experience. Ooh, I love so that. Like now, yeah. So like now they're noticing, um, cause I love researching. So like, and researching psychology of it. So now we're noticing a shift between like the newer generation. They're no longer buying into just the status and the ownership. They're buying into things that will help them grow as a person more mm. self-development awareness. Yeah. So it's less like big fancy cars and big houses and more like purpose and impact and things like that. Yeah. So the whole, like a uh, whole definition of luxury is completely changing. And especially like if you see like red carpet and bigger brands, they're shifting more towards like sustainability, more freedom expression and uh, like using more organic, like vegan uh, leather, for example, yes. versus like before it's like, you know, it's all about the status. Can you get this because you're so um, high status or it's rare, but now it's like, is it conscious for the planet and for the environment? Wow. That's really cool. I guess I, I, and like, I guess when people say luxury branding in my mind, I still do think of like people that have like fancy things. Like it's like the Rolex and the Louis Vuitton and all of like the really big brands. So it's, it's cool yeah. to see that kind of that switch. And I do like, now that you say that, like even in the marketplace in any different industry, you can kind of see that. What do you think like that looks like for people now? Like, how do you, how do you kind of emulate that, that luxury brand um, for people now? 
Yeah. So like, because luxury, it's like a whole new definition for people. So luxury is really in the perception of that person's mind. So, you know, what you consider as luxury might not be considered uh, as a luxury for other people, but now like collective, what people are spending money on is um, what makes them conscious. So like now it's, you're seeing a lot of brands and companies becoming more, uh, I don't want to say like spiritual, but just more aware. Like they are really helping people tap into their inner self. So now you're not selling a product or service, you're selling that transformation. Mm. So being able to brand that is like branding yourself with not just like, okay, this is my logo. This is what I have. And you should know me because this is so pretty. But more so like I have a message, I have a purpose. So think like, you know, Warby Parker or um, even Tom's, mm. like they are branded as something, um, you know, for their shoes, it's like consider high end for what you're paying for. But then yeah. their purpose is actually to help um, children to get like a pair of shoes every time you buy one. It, yes. it serves a bigger purpose. So like now it's like, how do we find your inner, inner soul of your brand and how do we elevate that so that it serves a bigger and larger purpose in the world? Yeah. So it's like super value driven. And then you attract the people that are attracted to those values. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like luxury because it's so simple too. It's like, we, it's a, that's the hardest part about having a luxury brand. It's like now they're craving simplicity versus things that are like so clutter and generic brands uh, are tend to be very cluttery, right? Yeah. Like when you open it, it's trying to tell you all the utilities and everything it has, but versus you think about Apple, it's like their advertisement is just like just an Apple or like just the phone. It's <laughs> yeah. nothing else. In it. And that's the hard part. It's like Apple, they're known for their technology. It's not, it's super advanced, but like yeah. what they're selling, it's the simplicity. So like, how do we boil down something that's super complicated where it's a bite size is understandable for people? Yeah. Wow. I love that. So it's like, it's kind of becoming more minimalist, becoming more value driven, becoming more impact driven. And how do you, how do you like go about developing that? Like, how do you go about picking the value that you want to pick and going like into that direction to attract the customers that you're looking to attract? Yeah. So before it was all, um, before the luxury industry, it's all about brand focus and what I want, what I want my brand to be versus now it's very client focused. So like how I go about like working with my clients is how, what is your vision? What is it that you want to provide in the world? What is your goal with your company? Like, what is your bigger purpose um, that you want to achieve? And then we do a lot of um, research and market research about like how, what your clients, your target audience want, what their values are, how do we meet them in the center? So that's how we create a brand uh, value. So it's between you and what the client wants and something that we meet in the middle. Wow. Very cool. And how do you, a big question that I get a lot is like, how do you pick your audience and have values? Like, how do you make sure that those two things are connected? So you're not like portraying a value that your audience doesn't actually emulate. Yeah, that's actually something I love talking about because I really emphasize on the psychology of things. So I don't really ask, I don't like to ask people like what they like or what their values are because obviously people are going to lie and say, these are our values. No, they're not going to say, yeah, exactly. They're not going to tell you the truth of like what their really values are, (laughs) what the value or like money or whatever. But like when I, when it comes to market research, I really love to just observe the behaviors. Mm. And these are things I've learned um, as a researcher is really when you're asking a question, it's not about the questions, it's about the way they answer it. 
or say like you go on their Facebook page or their LinkedIn and see what groups they're following and like who they're associating with. So like you kind of understand the value that they they actually value versus what they tell you. Mm. And so like things like maybe that your ideal, your audience that you want to work with, um, you see that they follow a lot of conscious brands, a lot of spirituality brands or a lot of um, you know, brands that they, they support, then you, you understand, then you kind of understand what their real values are Yeah. instead of asking like, Hey, what's your value there? And they're going to be like, well, ethical or like, you know, just very generic answers. Yes. Interesting. So it's more like picking, so you pick your ideal audience and then go look at where they're consuming, who they're consuming and see what businesses and public figures and celebrities and stuff and that they're, that they're supporting. Yeah, like we ask the very general questions, like, what do you like? Like, what do you do? Like things like that to elicit more of the values, the true values that mean something to them instead of asking straight on. Like, because the thing is like a lot of, we make our uh, decisions behaviors based on 95% of our unconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And we don't, and then it happens to, after you, you make that decision, your, your body actually makes that emotional decision before it tells your mind. To, to actually go and ex- execute it. So your mind actually controls only the 5% of the, of the area. So like if you're asking the question, they're only giving you 5% of the truth versus the 95% that you're not noticing. Wow, interesting. Yeah. And I guess like if someone were to ask me like, okay, what are your, what are your values? What are your ethical beliefs? It's like, wow, that's a pretty, like, that's a deep question to just like rifle off too. And like you said, there's going to be some, there's going to be some bias there. Like people aren't just going to be like, well, I actually think like this is wrong. I think that's wrong. Uh, One thing that I get asked a lot is with values, a lot of times it is like in like political, it can be political. And people ask me really frequently if they think that I should, that they should take a political stance on things within their business. What do you feel like that with such a value driven focus in building businesses? Yeah, honestly, like for me, this is something like very new to me as well, because I'm someone that just stays out of like anything political. Like, oh my God, I do not want to get into it. But I think it's it's more so what do you stand for? Like, what is your personal um, value instead of saying like, I support this person or this cause, like what is it your, your bigger value that you, you promote? Are you promoting like cultural freedom, whatever it is? And then whatever that resonates with you, then take that on, you know, because it's like one say like one party, it's not, they're not a hundred percent right. No one's a hundred percent right or wrong. It's just you can pick and choose whatever you believe in and just having a voice. And because I think it's really important to have a stand when you have a platform, when you have a business to help people understand what those values are. So it actually helps them motivate them to follow similar values. But I think like for me, I just don't like to be put in a box say like you have to agree with X or Y. Yeah. It's just like, what are your own values? Maybe you agree with um, one of a little bit of everyone, like what Mm -hmm. they say. So that's just my opinion. For me, I just personally don't think like everyone is like hundred percent right or hundred percent wrong. I agree. Yeah. That's kind of how that's 
a lot of times it's like if it's if it's a core core value of your business and it's something that you like in order for your business model to work you have to emulate that makes sense but if it's if it's in a different if it's kind of like in between i don't really know if it makes sense in some of those instances to share um one thing is is like how do you how do you yeah. know if you like is is luxury branding for everybody like do you think there's a place in every business for luxury branding or do you think it is like a certain business model that some people want to have and some people don't yeah i think the the whole reason why i mention luxury a lot is i've worked with people that are only um they only want to get the money part like that is what drives them it's not mm -hmm. the uh, the association or the connection, because in order to have a luxury brand, it, it is a lot about emotional connection. It's very driven towards your clients. It's focused on the experience and the feeling. So versus people that just want to make fast money, you know, they just want to put out like um, by volume, basically like a, maybe a cheap offer and then they sell the crap out of it, you know, mm -hmm. have Facebook ads or whatever versus yeah someone that really want to tailor the personal experience and really care about their clients and really want to build a name for themselves. That's like something that takes time and effort that shows in details. So it's like very different. There's people that are like, I don't care what my brand stands for. I just want to make money with it versus there are people like I want um, to stand for something. I want this to mean something. And I want people on the other end who's buying my service to feel it. Yeah. So it's a lot of you order something online um and it's like you it's it could be the same product but the way it's delivered to you the way you're unboxing it it's like a different experience if it's come from a plastic bag versus you know if it actually comes from a well you know box and has a message on the inside mm -hmm. you feel like you know there's love and the provide it into it that's like that's another level of care and and it's like a what people say like ritz carlton yes. like treatment yeah. And you get an experience and it makes you, it's like, it's like getting something in the mail. You're already excited. And then it's like a little extra special and you're like, yes, like this, it feels so good. It's like a little bit of dopamine rush when you open something yeah. and then it's like, there's special touches. It's customized. Yeah. I totally yeah, see that. That, would make sense. that don't care about that. You know, they're mm -hmm. just like, I don't care what I want to, I don't care the value I provide, whatever. I just want to make money. As long yeah. as it makes me money, I don't care. Versus people that are like genuinely, like, I want this to have a purpose and a meaning and and connection, then yeah, you were going to have to go a step beyond that. Yes. And it's kind of, it's like creating that experience versus like, like making costs as cost effective as possible on the two different realms. That's really interesting. And you work mostly with service providers, um, to with branding, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And so how do you, how do you make, I think it's easier, at least in my opinion, to make like these values and this passion like more visual for product-based businesses, just because you're giving them a product and you can put stuff in it. How do you make your values more visual for service-based? Yeah, it's all about the connection for service-based. It's all about the experience. So if you're thinking about like a, a restaurant that serves the same type of food, you know, like why would you go to a more high-end restaurant or luxury restaurant and pay so much more for it? It's because of the experience. Sometimes, you know, you go to the same restaurant and you're like, my mom cooks better than this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really for, you know, it's like Apple, like it's the same thing. Like I remember I stayed at Ritz and then like they literally served strawberries and it was just, just strawberries, not even cut and not even like, you know, what, whatever. It's, it was just fancy, but like, why are they 
yeah, I'm like, I'm like, are you going to like provide whipping or like anything, you know, but like, <laughs> it was just like, oh, you're just smarting for sovereigns. But like the thing is like, you're going there for the service for them to actually make you feel special for yeah. the, the details that they pay uh, attention to you. So it's like a very personalized experience. It's the onboarding experience. It's the accessibility. How easy is it? How convenient is it for your clients? So, mm. you know, it's like us taking courses, uh, a lot of times we like things are everywhere. You don't know where it is. You don't know how to get support. You know, that's not an experience versus from um, a service standpoint. If you, from the, from the moment that person talks to you before they even pay for your service, how's that interaction? Ooh. And how's that onboarding process? Do you feel, make them feel welcome? Do they have um, an area of their own? Do they have a tailored um, experience with you? Or is it very cold? Like, okay, you buy this product and goodbye, you know? So it's like, how do you make that client feel above and beyond? So they become your advocate that they're going to be selling your product. Yeah. So you don't even have to get ads because your customers are your bigger, biggest advertisements. Yeah. And they'll stick around longer too, if they love the experience that they're getting and it's fun and it's exciting and it's, it's, it's like intriguing every time. And the longer that they stay as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's like us, like, you know, we both work with Kate and Kate has this model of like being very tailored and like, it's like you have accessibility to, yes. to her and you know, the whole process, if she makes you feel really included. It's not like some courses where you buy it and it's like, I haven't, I'm not even going to finish this course because I have no idea how to get help or what I'm even doing. Yeah. You know, like where the support is. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing. That's very interesting and where it's, it's not as much making it visual. It's like making it an emotion, making it a feeling, making them feel more supported and, and like a part of something within a community. Yeah. You want to make them feel like they're part of something bigger and it's like through storytelling, which is why we're so attracted to say like stories because we find ourselves in the main character and mm -hmm. like it, it takes us emotionally to like point A to point B and it becomes more memorable. Yes. So like by the end of the experience of a luxury service, it is memorable. Like you don't, you might not even think about like what you ate or like who the name is or whatever, but you remember how it made you, made mm -hmm. you feel. Yeah. Just being there, being in the restaurant, being in, in the environment as well. Yeah. The ambience, the music, like it's all, it's like utilizing all your senses. How do you connect with your clients through all your senses? Ooh, it's all like, yes, I love that. So fun. It's like the unconscious side of branding. Have you read the yeah. book brand seduction? You yes. love it. You have. It's. I love it. I yes. read it a couple months ago, and it absolutely changed like my perception of branding and a lot of what you're talking about. It's so much on that unconscious side of branding and how you make people feel, and like the senses was a big thing that they talked about as well. Yeah, it's like for me, I think I was able to connect with it so much because from like the spiritual standpoint and. I have like a clinical psychology background. So a lot of times when we're doing therapy or something, it's not because what they're saying, it's like how they're saying it, what we pick up on. Mm -hmm. And then that's what I realized, like, Hey, if you're visually presenting to someone, a lot of times they're not even reading what you're saying in the post, but they're judging you by the tone of voice. How is it coming off of? And also the, you know, the aesthetic, like, is it consistent like the their their unconscious brain just naturally starts to judge all these things yeah Ooh, so cool and how would you like if you were to give 
like one thing that people can implement today in order to make their brand feel more like an experience, making it more of that luxury branding, what would, what would that tip or implementate like the, the action item be? Yeah. I would just think for yourself, what is it? What, how do you feel when you're being taken care of? Mm. And it could literally be, you know, when you have an experience with your grandma and she really takes good care of you how does that make you feel and how do you how can you imitate that feeling within your message and your branding is it mm. so like a little shift like in your your tone of voice is it nurturing or is it say like my brand is more like humor and sassy and stuff and like that's how I love mm. to connect with people so I so that's the way I help people um I, I help nurture them so I think finding that connection where it feels authentic to you and presenting that to your clients. Ooh, yes. That's awesome. Such a good, such a good pointer. And so I always yeah. ask all of my podcast interviewer interviewees, the same three questions. So the first question is if you had a book to recommend or a podcast or some kind of resource, what would you recommend people, people tap into? I would recommend, I love Jim quick. Lately, yes. I've been really listening to him. I don't know. Do you listen to him as well? Yes. He's, he's, yeah. yeah. He's all about like brain health and energy and sleep and all of that stuff too. Yeah. Because I've just been leaning a lot into it just because with my, even branding is so much about your, you're basically staging yourself in someone else's mind. Yeah. So like learning how the brain works, it also helps you and your business overall. It's not just like you know, it's, it's like self-development and also business development. Like, I feel like I learned so much from just that podcast within like 10, 10 minutes a day. Yes. Jim quick is awesome. And psychology is so huge in business. And it's something that I think is becoming more popular too, is people learning about the psychology side, the buyer behavior, the unconscious mind, things like that. And I think it's going to really change how businesses grow and how businesses really move throughout markets. Yeah, because people are really noticing it's not just about what the brand wants. Now it's really about what the other people want, because those are the people that are buying from you. And also with social media, like one tweet can totally like boycott your company and destroy your reputation. So now it's like really people are nurturing their mindsets, people's um, this, like their perception of them in their mind, rather than like focusing on the quality of the product or, you know, what that status means to them. Yes. Mm, so good. And so next question, if you were to have dinner with three people dead or alive to have a conversation, pick their brains, who would those three people be? Um, it would definitely be, I was thinking like Buddha or Gandhi. Yes. Like I just really want to know like that level of zenness, you know, especially in the modern world. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, without being a monk, how can I get to that level? <laughs> Yes. I meditate every single day, but I definitely would love to be at that point where I'm just like unbothered by everything. Yes. And especially in business, you get sway from left to right oh all gosh. the time. Yeah. Ideas, you know, like how do I just shut my entrepreneur mind and just let things flow and let it be and not push all the time? Yes. Um, yeah. Just not have all that resistance all the time. Just let it flow through. Yeah. And uh, I think. Mm, Oprah would be a big one because she has such a strong personal brand and she's yeah. such like an inspiration to me as like a female entrepreneur because her brand really like serves a bigger purpose you follow her because of her message not just like what she 
stands for like she has like a you know she makes a difference there's, there's a transformation so like yeah. her when I teach for personal branding I always love reading about like her and like how was she able to build such a big brand for herself mm-hmm. yeah she's awesome and she has such she has such a loyal community too over the years wow. and such like a wide range of people that do follow her like I know like my mom my aunts like they love her as well as people our age that like really love her still too yeah because it's so timeless and that's like a big thing like luxury too you want to make it timeless Mm-hmm. Um, and the last person I would say is like my, uh, Michael Jackson, just because yes. I think he's so creative and artistic and he's able to present that in his dances and his music. And that's like, to me, it's like the same thing as Brandon, like, what does it mean to you? What are the values to you? And then yeah. it presented very consistently in an artistic form. Mm-hmm. I feel like he really nailed that. Yeah. I totally agree. That's awesome. Awesome, Jayla. So one last question is if you could give a tip to any entrepreneur, any business owner, what would your tip be? I would just say just start. Just start. Because I think with a lot of entrepreneurs that I work with, um, whether it's beginner or they've had a business for a while, whatever, like the next step that they need to take on, I noticed that there's like a mindset stop of like, overanalyzing this has to be perfect if I put it out there there's no coming back I mean we just talked about this when it's my podcast (laughs) that I want to start but it's just like just do it right like Mm -hmm. just don't think about it you're never going to get to the place where I'm ready like people are like I'm I'm like what are you waiting for they're like I need a I need to wait until I feel ready but like ready is not like a feeling that you get to it's just like a thought that you're gonna say I'm gonna do it and even if you feel the fear just do it anyway For sure. There's so much resistance behind ready. Like you're never going to wake up one day and be like, yeah, today's the day I'm starting my business. There's going to be pushback there. Like, it's not like, yep, finally my body feels good about it. Like we're doing it. (laughs) Yeah. My cholesterol feels good. The blood pressure is right. Okay. I'm about to start. Like, no, it's like, you just got to do it and see what happens. And I think like that's what stops a lot of people from chasing their dreams too, because they overanalyze everything. Yeah. So if you're just to do it like what's the worst that can that can happen like you fail and then you just learn from that and then try again do it again mm-hmm. yeah uh, so good Jalissa, where can people find you how can they find you on instagram your website anything like that that you'd like to leave them with for them to say hello yeah so mainly i operate out of my instagram and that's where i connect with like that's where I call my storefront. Yeah. So my Instagram is jliss.leah, J-L-I-S-S dot Leah, L-E-A. Awesome. Yes. Go check her out. She's awesome. Her page is absolutely beautiful too. And go, go check out. She does a lot of traveling and a lot of fun stuff on there. Thanks so much for coming. It was so great. I loved this conversation. Thank you so much. Yes. Thanks for having me. All right, Busy Bee fam, that is it for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, hit the subscribe button to be notified. I put out a new episode every Tuesday, so get excited for those all about business, branding, and social media marketing. You can get all sorts of tricks on how to grow your small business. Hang out with me on Instagram at thisishive. I put out a lot of other content out on there. Leave a review and let me know which topics you're liking the most, what you're loving about the podcast. And if you do want to share with your audience on Instagram, I love when I see what you guys are thinking about the podcast on your story. So definitely share that, tag me in it, and I cannot wait to see what episodes you are loving the most. As always, it was a pleasure being here with you. I will see you next Tuesday.